personal day. Yeah, that happens. All right, welcome back, folks, to another episode of uh, Maybe, Maybe Next, next time. time. I'm your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, we're coming to you from the recent past. <laughs> hey, Simon, come a little closer. I've got a time capsule to step into. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what we're in, folks. Yeah, you okay. are in it. We are in it together. That's right. Uh, here we are. It's Wednesday when this is hitting your earbuds. Probably Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be very late Wednesday when we get it up. <clears throat> uh, these are the s- sort of fun technicalities we like to delve into here on Maybe Next Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, by the way. This is our weekly podcast on the Brooklyn Nets. <clears throat> <clears throat> Got a frog in my throat tonight, okay, son. Okay, no, no worries. Uh, um, should be a fun listening experience for those at home. Uh, we are recording currently, Simon and myself, in my apartment on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, April uh, April 5th. 5th. Yeah. The Nets have three remaining games. They are currently tied for the final playoff spot with the Orlando Magic, who they have the tiebreaker advantage on. Mm-hmm. Um, we are currently 39 and 40. There are three games left before the playoffs. We wanted to record today, get our predictions on paper so that we can be held accountable by you, Nets Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, as to whether or not we know what the F we are talking about. Re the Nets. Right? Is that a fair assessment of what we're doing? This first part of the podcast is like an Alanis Morissette CD in a, uh, that you dig up in 2017 and think, wow, I remember Alanis. That, that that takes me back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) There was so much hope back then. I wish I could have told myself back then that I would not be listening to Alanis now. Uh, But, I mean, if the CD is buried, you aren't listening to her anymore, so that's a good thing. Right, but you've dug it up. I don't know. I don't really know what this is. In this This analogy, I have dug it up. This is a tortured analogy, but... Oh, an entertaining one, no doubt. Um, All right, so basically what we're doing is we are recording this on Friday. We are going to give our predictions of what's going to happen not only with the Nets, but with the three teams we are contending with. Technically, the Hornets are in it, but we are not going to project what they're going to do for the rest of the season. Uh, We are going to give our projections for wins, losses for the Nets, the Pistons, the Magic, and the Heat. The four teams vying for the 6, 7, and 8 spot. There are Uh only three spots, four teams. Uh Uh, Then we are going to record the second half of this after the final home game, the final game, period, full stop with the regular season on Wednesday night after we hopefully have shared in a jubilant collective experience in which the Nets launched themselves into the playoffs. Yes. Um, And we are going to report back to you on what in fact happened as well as break down the implications of what happened, whether we're going to the playoffs or whether we need to realign our expectations for a more modest postseason. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now, Simon, the least reliable site in both <laughs> politics and sports has the Nets, 538 that is, uh, has the Nets at a 77% chance of making the playoffs. 
again, the Pistons are 39 and 39. We're 39 and 40. The Magic, 39 and 40. And the Heat, 38 and 40. Mm-hmm. Um, it is neck and neck. It couldn't be tighter. Let's go through team for team. We're going to go game by game prediction. Okay? And I'm going to write these down. and we'll Game by game? Game by game. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to read you the game. You're going to give me win-loss. If you care to give a, an explanation for yeah. why, yeah. please do. Okay. Context matters here. Okay. On on maybe next time. Got it. Okay, so we're going to start with the Nets. All right, we have three games. Our next game, Saturday night, tomorrow night, against the Millie Waikiki Bucks. They've beaten us three out of four times mm-hmm. this season. They just locked up the number one playoff spot. They have, will have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. They have zero incentive to try, to care, or to play, perhaps, their best guys. Uh-huh. Simon, is that a W or an L for the Nets? That, unfortunately, Bill, I think is an L. And I'll tell you, the the over, uh, the biggest thing to, to understand about my thinking on, on the Nets as we move forward with this exercise is that I don't think they've played... Well, I don't think it's just that they have played bad teams. I think it's that they have not played well. Good teams? Uh, yeah, they've played good teams, right. But it's not just that. It's that they haven't played well. I don't think they've played like a full good game since Detroit, which was 10 games ago. Um, and so anyway, I, I think basically a B-list Bucks team or a minutes-managed uh, Bucks team still in Milwaukee is, is going to beat us. All right, grim, cynical, <laughs> pessimistic, and dispiriting. Yes, as per usual. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so I am going to give this one a W. I think okay. the deal breaker is going to be Giannis. If they play Giannis, that's going to turn into an L fast. Um, but I also think that if they play Giannis, the Nets are going to have a very quick game plan change in which they say, we are not going to try as hard tonight, and we're going to save ourselves with the Pacers. Mm. Um, but I am projecting Giannis not playing and the Nets getting a W. Okay. Which brings us to our the second game of back-to-back against the Pacers in Indiana. Simon, do we win that game? Do we lose that game? That's an L. Another L. So you've lost, we've lost two times. Yeah. We're now um, 39 and 42. 41. 40. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. 42. I'm yep. sorry. 42. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so we lose to the Pacers. I have the I have the Pacers game as a loss okay. as well. But I would say, as I mentioned in the last game, if they if they play Giannis and they play other guys, and we realize we're going to lose the Bucks game, they're going to sit our our prime guys, rest them against Indiana, and then we're going to go into Indiana and spank them. Huh. So basically, we're going to win one of those two games. Okay. In my in my mind. Sure. Uh, final game, Simon, against the Heat at home. Final game of the season could be the game that dictates whether or not the Nets make the playoffs. Are they winning against the Heat? That's an L. Are, I, are you kidding me? No. I, here's why. Because I think... Here's why. Because anything you say right now is an L. First of all, just to, to quickly say why the Pacers game is an L. We haven't won against them in years. They also haven't... They will be playing their guys pretty good, I think, because they, they are still in a fight for home court advantage. Um, they're also just better than us. Uh, with the Heat, the Heat 
I just feel like it's going to be Dwayne Wade's possible last game. I think they will be the Heat will be very close. That could be a play-in game for for the Heat and the Nets. Uh, I just think in a one-game playoff scenario, assuming that the Nets haven't already been out of it, uh, you you I would take Dwayne Wade and Spolstra over Kenny Atkinson and and. Uh, in D'Angelo. I have, uh, in sharp contrast to you, Simon, a final game of the season W for the Nets. I say we take two of these last three games, finish 41 and 41 solidly um, in seventh place. Okay. So we shall see. Now let's get into the other teams because even with you finishing 39 and 43, mm-hmm. I guess, would be your projection. Mine's, mine would be 41 and 41. We would still have a chance, depending on how these games go. Uh-huh. All right. So Pistons have four games remaining. They're 39 and 39. Mm-hmm. They play the Thunder. For Their first game is against the Thunder. Do you think they can beat the Thunder? I think that's an L. That's an L. I also have that down as an L. Then they go and they play the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Win, loss. I think that's a W. That's a W for them. I have them down for a W as well. I think the Hornets are cooked. Then they play the Grizzlies, which I have down as a W. Yeah, me too. The Grizzlies are miserable uh, and have been – although they are trying a little bit, they just don't have anyone that's good. Um, And then their final game of the season is against the Knicks, Mm -hmm. which I have down as a W as well. Yeah. Which would have them finishing at 42 and 40. Which would definitely, even in the most opt, I mean, we technically could get to forty-two and forty, mm-hmm. but I don't think we are. Yeah. So I think Pistons have pretty solidly lost, locked up six. Would you say that's probably right? Yes. Okay. So Magic only have three games left. They have the Hawks, the Celtics, and the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Hawks, what do you say? I think that's a W. I think that is a hard W for the Magic. Celtics? Um, I think I'll give them I'll give them an L. Okay. I gave them a W on that one. Uh, Celtics have been... The, the Magic tend to play up against mm. better teams, and I think that they, they're going to they're gonna sneak that one out. Hornets, final game of the season, it's in Charlotte. Yeah, I'm going to say that's still a W the way Orlando's been playing. I'm going to give that one an L because it's going to be... It could potentially be Kimba Walker's last game mm-hmm. as a Hornet at home in Charlotte, uh, and I think he's going to get up for that game. It's going to be like a 50-point game. The Hornets are going to... You know, he's going to go out in grand style and and take them down. That would leave in my my uh, configuration them at forty one and forty one. Okay, uh, which would tie them with us in my configuration. But anyway, I think they're probably going to get two of those three games. Okay, which so, would get them to forty one. So wins. that's curious. So here's I don't know if you read Steve Lichtenstein's latest piece, uh-huh. but he talks about there's a weird thing where if if three teams, so let's say the Heat the Magic and the Nets all have the same record at the end of the year. Um, the Magic, who have the tiebreaker over the Heat, or I, for some reason that the Magic... I don't know. This isn't even necessarily worth getting into, but but but, but I've done it, so I have to follow through. The, the point is, in a three-way tie, the, the, the tie goes to the division uh, winner. And the Magic, right now at least... Because one team from the division has to get in, 
Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so the magic would get in if they are the division leader, which I think they would be under that scenario if they have the same record as the Heat. Uh-huh. So anyway, just saying. They, they would get in so they would be above. Uh, that, that would trump. They, they would be ahead of the Nets as well. That would trump our um, one-on-one head-to-head. Right. But I think that we have the tiebreaker on the Heat, right? No. The Heat are up two to one on us. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know what will ha- who has the tiebreaker on the Heat if we win that last game, and then okay. we finish with the same record. All right. Well, that's a bummer. All right. Heat have four games left, and they have harder games. Yeah. The first game is against the T Wolves. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have that as a W for the Heat. Okay, me too. Um, that's followed by the Raptors, which I have as a hard loss. Uh-huh. For them. You agree- agreeing with that? I, I, I'll agree with you, but I think there's a very good chance that Kawhi sits, because they don't have any reason to, to play anymore. Um, well, Philly's kind of creeping on them. Really? Yeah, they're Enough close. To... They're a couple games back, I think. Okay. I don't know how nervous they're going to be by that point. Uh, Sixers, they, then they play the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, same. Who I have as a loss as well. Okay, yeah, I would, I would, I would give them a loss. And then but... the final game of the season, which you've already given them a W on, yeah. I gave them an L on. So I had them finishing thirty nine and forty three, which would conveniently have them not even like we wouldn't even have to win a right. game, yeah. uh, which I think is not totally unrealistic. Like they have a hard end of, you know, they have three of those four games. If you think the Timberwolves are a pushover, which they aren't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is infinitely better than just, anyone on either of yeah. those teams. And just ask us how hard it is to beat them. We've lost to them twice. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, you don't have to tell me. The Heat are also without James Johnson, at least for a couple games. Uh, Woj said he's probably out two weeks. Okay. I think it was James Johnson. Does I mean, right? sure. Somebody like that. Maybe. I mean, he's not really a difference maker, I wouldn't say. Ow! He is a, he's, he's a big goon type of, of mm-hmm. player, but I wouldn't say that, like, <laughs> yeah, like, the last time I heard James Johnson's name brought up was quite a while ago. I wonder if I got the right player right. Uh, correct. Anyway, I mean Tyler Johnson's not on. Right, there it's anymore. definitely not Tyler Johnson. That name is burned in my brain. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, if it's James Johnson, I don't think that that is something that would necessarily impact. It. Okay. So basically, you are thinking at this point that the Nets will not make the playoffs. Correct. And I am saying so. You're saying that we're going to finish 39-43. I'm saying they'll finish 41 and 41. Mm-hmm. All right, I can't wait to time capsule, see who's right, who's wrong. What do you think the uh, the implications of not making the playoffs will be? Um, it'll be it'll be very very sad for at least a week. I will feel totally dispirited, dejected. Certainly, the expectations have been raised. Yeah. Um, it would be as you and I talked about with our good buddy James in the block there. I think it would be super, super interesting and beneficial for Nets players and Nets coaches to experience um, playoff basketball, even though it is pretty much certain to be a 4-0 route. But it's still just, like, really super valuable to get that experience, to, to, to understand what it's like to make adjustments to the same team over and over again and, and, to, and to play under the pressure. 
of playoff basketball. Sure, and to get a taste of, of how when there is a focused attention to the way that your team plays, yeah. how teams can break apart things that work in the regular season, like your zone defense, yes. which has been um, porous of late, yeah, and, and can target guys like D'Angelo, like, it really will test how good these guys actually are. Yeah. Um, and how creative the coaching staff is in terms of their ability to react, respond, mm-hmm. come up with something clever in it. And even if it's a total failure, I think it would be, as we, as you just said, a good thing because, like we were talking about earlier in the season, with Kenny Atkinson's... Um, Inability, seemingly for the last few seasons, to coach in the last five minutes of a basketball game—that's changed. Mm-hmm. That is different. We do not necessarily lose every single close right. game anymore. Yeah, and that isn't because um, of total chance. You know, it is because over time he has learned and been forced to learn at gunpoint, yeah. basically, yeah. how to figure out how to <laughs> how to play yeah. and coach at the end of a game. And that has come through experience, and he didn't have that experience, and now he does. Um, nor did these players. Um, right. And so, yeah, even if it is getting the crap pounded out of you, there is a huge value to it. There is a huge value to realize, you know, sort of like checking your pride and Mm -hmm. ego and sort of arrogance that has been engendered from a season of overperformance and exceeding expectations and then seeing like, oh, in the real thing, when it really matters, you're nowhere near as good as you need to be to to meaningfully uh, go, you know, take part in it. Exactly. And and while that, that would be a hard lesson. It's definitely a necessary one if the majority of these guys are going to continue on at this team. And as we now know, Kenny Atkinson and the coaching staff yeah. and Sean Marks yeah. have all gotten new contracts, so they will be the, the people leading this forward. And this would be, if not the glorious NCAA March Madness Cinderella story that would be nice to imagine, because mm-hmm. we are not going to do well in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it would be, it would be a, a lesson in the school of hard knocks. Absolutely, and the Nets do do well with those. I think the Nets are good, as you mentioned with Kenny, and also the players. We've shown that like taking a licking helps us in the long run. Simon, before we go and seal this time capsule for upwards uh, of uh-huh. uh, 72 hours, uh-huh. um, well, longer than that. Anyway, um, 96 hours. Uh, <laughs> 108? No. Oh, oh boy. Okay, well, oh it depends boy. when we post, folks, but. Yeah, all right. Getting hung up on the details again. <laughs> uh, let's put it in a spreadsheet. Um,. I wanted to do a final, before we go, new segment, and it's called the Simon Gushes segment, and this is the Simon Gushes about, sorry, I had to look at the name again, because it's not (laughs) one that's familiar to me, or to to most uh, of the people listening, I can't imagine, Justin Patton. (laughs) 
<laughs> Bill, thank you so much for giving me some time to talk about this. No, I know, and you do need some. You have made it very clear to me that you need some time to talk about this. <laughs> I and uh, and if it happens here, it's just sort of it's two birds, one stone. We can we can be done with Patton for a while. I hope. <laughs> So, Justin Patton, folks, just for those of you who don't have been living under a rock and don't know who, who he is, he is a guy who was taken by the, uh, God, shit, oh, the Sixers. Yes. Sixers. Um, a wonderful player um, was picked ahead of the, um, the uh, Jared Allen. Um, he is six, he's seven feet tall, 250 pounds of raw athleticism and potential, at least in college, three-point shooting. Um, his numbers in the uh, NBA are horrible and basically non-existent. Um, his uh, numbers in the G League, by G League standards, are not encouraging. Um, and his number of foot surgeries is only rivaled by that of Karis LeVert. He has had at least three foot surgeries. Um, in a very young career, he's 21. Um, but he is, here's the thing, when, when you talk about... Like, Drafted by Minnesota, by the way. Oh, sorry, right. Came over in the trade right. for Jimmy Bitlack. Right, 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 right. Um, what they call trade filler. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, <laughs> so... They, so here's the thing about Justin that I that I I love and I think ties into your point about the Nets needing a reality check in the playoffs. Uh-huh. That, like we're not that good. We should not lose our edge here and think like, oh, we only need like experienced players or we only need like obviously right. talented people. We need to still be digging for diamonds in the roughs for the next Joe Harris, for the next Spencer Dinwiddie. And I think Justin Patton, who you could sign to a very Spencer Dinwiddie-like contract with total team control, with a vet minimum of somebody who's 21, which is surely not very much, um, and just see where that guy goes. We need a big guy. We need somebody who can shoot threes. Um, he's bigger than Jared Allen. He's potentially uh, taller and in, 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 in his girth. Uh, and he's potentially better at, at three-point shooting. Let's, let's give it a go. All right. I'm going to just do a quick uh, quick bio quiz on Justin Patton mm-hmm, with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Simon, I love this. Uh, as, as a Philadelphia 76er, uh-huh. has Justin Patton played uh, <laughs> more or less than 10 NBA games for the, for the Sixers? Fewer than 10. Fewer than yes. 10? Yeah, he's played three. <laughs> yeah, All right. Now, did he play <laughs> greater or fewer games for the Minnesota Timberwolves than three in his rookie season? In his rookie year? Yeah. Um, No. I'm going to say no. He played greater? He played fewer. He played fewer? Yes, he played one game. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about a guy right now in our time capsule, which I'm glad will live forever and be uncovered in a little over 72 hours. Uh, we don't need to get into the to the math there. Um, <laughs> it will, He has played four games yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. He has not impressed two franchises, <laughs> one of which at least could theoretically have used someone, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and he might be a hot prospect for us to pick up and rehabilitate. He's had a lot of foot surgeries. I'm telling you, this is the kind of player that we cannot lose sight of. Sure. No, no, no. I'm not saying we're, we're you know, like, as we talked about, we're not getting Kevin Durant. We're not getting Kyrie Irving. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do hate to say it, but I hope we don't get Justin Patton. <laughs> um, though you're right, he is tall. Yeah. Uh, but something seems very wrong. Tall, tall, athletic, girthier. Yeah, yeah, 240 pounds. Okay, all right. Anyway, we should probably end our, our, sure. uh, our time capsule here. Sure. Uh, to restate what we think, Simon thinks we're missing the playoffs. Not winning another game this season, going out not with a bang but with a whimper. <laughs> yeah, a whimper and a signing of Justin Patton. And a signing of a a true rehabilitation project. <laughs> and uh, and I think we're going to make the playoffs, finish the season with 41 wins, uh, arguably get seventh seed and face the Raptors, who are, as we saw on Wednesday are going to do horrible things to us if we meet them in the playoffs. Uh, but in seconds from now and days for us, you will know whether or not one of the two of us is correct. Right. All right, so we will go ahead and see ya. Next. <laughs> Let's, t- Let's do that one more time. Sorry. Yeah, what, what do we... Let's go ahead and... Wait, but what are we seeing them? Nets. Time. No, I know that's what we normally say, but oh. like uh, we say Nets half if we're watching the game. Uh, oh, I see. That's what's your yeah, like I Nets see. day or Nets Nets day. Uh, sure, but it's not the next day. Well, um. <laughs> Nets half of the week. Yeah, Nets week. See yeah, next see, week. yeah. All right, okay. all right. We'll go ahead and see, see ya next week. week. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Time Capsule, second half of the Time Capsule episode of (laughs) Maybe Next Time! time. (laughs) The Nets! Oh, hey, cheers! I made us a celebratory uh, Nets margarita, playoffs margarita. Oh, thank you, Bill. Yes, a little taster here. Thank you, Bill. And a dos to celebrate what every Nets fan knows just happened, except for the guy I'm co-hosting, this podcast with Simon McCormick. The Nets have made the playoffs, folks. Woo! We just took down the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Uh, 108-96-something, doesn't matter, whatever, we won, we're in the playoffs, currently sitting pretty in sixth place. Uh, we recorded, as anyone who's listened to the first 25 minutes and 48 seconds of this podcast knows, mm-hmm. we recorded a time capsule predicting the Nets' fortune. Simon, again, the guy who didn't know that the Nets just made the playoffs, <laughs> predicted in his usual sunshiny fashion <laughs> that the Nets would lose all three games and miss the playoffs. They turned around and in the last 48, count them, 48 hours, have won not one, but two road games against two juggernauts in the East yeah, uh, to clinch a place in this year's playoffs. Yeah. Simon, reactions, cheers, good to see you, emergency podcast. Cheers. This is our yeah. first ever actual emergency podcast. 
Um, we're obviously not waiting to see how the rest of our predictions bore out. Um, because it doesn't matter. Right. The whole point was we don't want to record and put something out right before the actual meat of everything happens. The meat is there. It's on a plate. We're eating it, devouring it, loving it, savoring it, bleeding something. Meat, I guess. Yeah. Disgustingly. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of the talking. Simon, please take the mic. Uh, sure. So I, uh, I, I, am, I am completely thrilled. I was, uh, as I was telling you bef- off mic, I knew the Nets were playing today. I knew that they would clinch a playoff spot if they won, but I had thought that they were playing, you know, their normal 7.30 or maybe even 8.30 because I know it's, uh, they're in standard time, I think, in Indiana. Um, and I had no idea it was this afternoon, and then I got a text from you. There was an emergency cast, and I assumed, I guess, that they had that the Nets had played, but I had to look it up, and uh, they had. Uh, what a what a treat! What a what a um, a true true. You know, they're uh, as as you know, Bill and Nets Nation may know. I am uh, getting married next week, so this could be the best two weeks of my life. <laughs> Um, you what, know, what correlation had, to you getting married do you think the uh, Nets winning is? Do you think it's stronger than zero? I think real recognizes real, Bill. That's right. Game uh, respect game. Yeah, that's right. I mean, no, it couldn't. Two more glorious events couldn't possibly right. be better timed. Right. Yes. I, I yeah. I don't have any uh, brilliant things. I guess my only thing is it's uh, the other really good thing that has happened other than this is that Karis Levert he had a horrible game um, a couple games ago, but he's like four or five games he's been good. He had eighteen today. He had a great game yesterday. Yeah. No. Karis is back. You watched the Bucks game yesterday, yeah. right? I think so. We both watched the Bucks game. I couldn't watch the Pacers game. I was. Uh, meeting up with some in-laws today, mm. and which was fun. But uh, by the fourth quarter, I was pretty much constantly updating my phone uh, <laughs> to see the play-by-play. Um, Bucks game was. Did you watch? You watched the whole thing, right? Uh, yeah. That was that was. There were highs and there were lows in that game. It was a roller coaster. I, I honestly cannot believe they ended up pulling it out. Uh, Eric Bledsoe was playing out of his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, great for my fantasy team. Horrible for real life, <laughs> as so many things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pulled it off. I was just content. Like, like I said in our podcast, I thought we'd win that if John if Giannis. Um, didn't play. Didn't play. He didn't play, and we won. Had he played, obviously, that would have been a different game. Um, but I wasn't expecting anything from this game, so I didn't feel an urgency, really, to watch it. But then, as the score got closer, as text started coming in, as, as tweets started being tweeted, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it started to build. Who knew? That the Indiana Pacer game, game 81 of the season, was going to be the biggest moment of the Nets' entire season. I know. Never, and it couldn't have come against a more perfect team, a team that has had our number for quite a while. Uh, and I think played all their guys, right? I don't really know. I mean, except for Oladipo, who is... Who's, well, right, <laughs> or can't, can't play... Right. Someone no, they. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Injured. I'm pretty sure they were yeah. giving it their all. Collison, Thaddeus They Young. are battling for the fourth place spot, though it looks like that is not going to happen for them. 
Yeah, well, suck, sucks to be them. Uh, we'll see them in the second round. <laughs> so, I guess, other than to express our jubilation mm-hmm. at what just happened this evening and the unnecessariness, <laughs> non-necessity of recording on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, which is nice because after that, I mean, that's going to be much later at night, uh, yeah. silly time. We probably have even less to say then. Um, I guess really it's just about, at this point, when, you're, when you have an asterisk by your name, on the uh, yeah on the east eastern conference standings yeah it's really just sitting back and pontificating about which position you'd like right you know like do you wanna do you wanna have to watch uh, a Pacific uh, um, a Central Time game mm-hmm. or an East Coast game mm-hmm. of the three teams that we're likely to face um, if we get six seventh or eighth it's going to be Bucks Raptors or the Seventy Sixers. Which of those three teams, Simon, are you looking to looking to face off against? I still maintain that the Sixers are the the best of the three, but I uh, and this will shock no one who just listened to the rest of this podcast. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a game off of any of them. We could. I think it's it's po- it's conceivable we get two games off of the Sixers, but I think most likely it's a sweep for for all three of those teams. All three of those teams are really. I mean, they just demolished us pretty recently. Yeah, um, we're playing a bit better, but um, I would say I'd say Bucks is a sweep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'd say Raptors is a sweep. Okay. Uh, Kawhi is going to be in every game, and it's just it's just not going to be pretty. But the the Sixers, who have arguably as talented a starting five as any of those teams, mm-hmm. they don't have as good a player as Giannis or. Potentially Kawhi, mm-hmm. but right up there. I mean, Joel Embiid. If if you think uh, Javale McGee looks good <laughs> against the Nets, watch Joel Embiid against the Nets. <laughs> but that team has the potential of Jimmy Butler punching Ben Simmons in the face in the middle of a game. Mm-hmm. That team has implosion written all over it. And if s- somehow the Nets come out in the second game at home in Philadelphia and can't miss a three and steal a game off it, off them. That team has is the one that has the potential to completely self destruct and collapse. Now I I think there's an incredibly tiny um, percent chance that we could ever actually win four games against Philly. But if any of those teams could be brought down, it yeah. would be the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, I agree. Bill, let me ask you this. Where do you think we're going to be seated when, uh, after Wednesday? Uh, great cue. So Detroit has really fallen apart. Have they played today yet? Yes, and they played, Simon, and they lost. Really? Yes. I, what, what is going on? So I've just been in New Jersey, folks. I, they I lost totally... to Charlotte, which Eesh. means that Miami and Charlotte are now tied. Oh, my. And actually, Charlotte has the advantage over Miami. They have the um, tiebreaker. So my Charlotte is now in eighth place, one game back from Detroit. Oh, wow. Orlando is half a game back from us. Uh-huh. Um, the worst... I mean, obviously, we're going to make we're going to make it. I guess if Detroit wins both their games, they could have as many wins as us. Um, I'm not sure. But we sure. have the tiebreaker. We do on mm-hmm. Detroit. Okay, so I think the worst we can get is seventh. Oh, my God. Because Orlando could technically win two games. Uh-huh. Although we could, too. Do we have the tiebreaker? No, we, do, no, we, we just have one game left. 
We right. Do no, but tie. do we have the tiebreaker in Orlando? Yeah. Oh, then we could get. Yeah. Then we. Yeah, we have a very good chance at sixth. Great. Um, we're forty-one forty. Orlando's forty forty. Detroit's thirty-nine forty-one. Okay. So that's great. Thirty-nine forty-one. So we'll definitely be at least seventh. At least right? seventh. Yes. Yes. Um, because even if Detroit. Catches us, yeah, we have the tiebreaker. We have the tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. So at, we won't play the Bucks. Hey. Hey, This is great. This is fabulous news. Um, of the two, of the of the four teams, and it's just, you know, it's just sad to see teams that have to struggle this hard to get in the playoffs, <laughs> isn't it? Like as a Nets fan, it's such an alien feeling to see to see teams have to try this hard to get in because it's just assumed will be it. We're obviously going to get in the playoffs. Right. But these other teams, mm-hmm. it's cute, you know, it's cute to see the Hornets make a, a last minute run. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some interesting pieces They on have some that interesting team. pieces. And you know what? They give it their all. <laughs> and I hats off to them, but yeah. they just don't have the talent yet. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't have they don't have the Spencer Dinwiddies and Ed Davises to help it's just the guys that push them over the edge yeah. like we've got. That's right. Um, Simon, of the four teams that apparently have a chance, Orlando, Detroit, Charlotte, Miami, which two teams would you like to see get in? Um well, depending on how hurt uh, what's his name is on the Pistons, um, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. I I like those two. I actually really like Drummond. Um, so Drummond I, is so great. I'm gonna say the Pistons, and I also very much like um, the Ma- I really like the Magic. Um, I've I you know I I am envious of their two um, stretch fours in. Um, Aaron Gordon and uh, who's his who's his name? He's like a second or third year player. Just started uh, Jonathan to play really Isaac. Well. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, no, I I am the same way. I love the Pistons. I've said from the beginning of the season they're my second favorite Eastern Conference team because I like um, Drummond and Griffin so much, mm-hmm. and I think they're really, really, really underrated because mm-hmm. those guys are fucking great. Yeah, the rest of their team is just so bad. Yeah, and I like I like the Magic for the same reasons. They're weird. <laughs> they just basically drafted super long guys, so that's why they have Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac and basically like 18 centers. Um, but, yeah, and no point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I like both of them. The other, I mean, obviously I, I kind of, I like Charlotte a little bit because Kimba. But okay. let me tell you who Kimba Walker started with tonight and um, beat the the Pistons. Okay. Um, Bismarck Biombo okay. at center. Who a is, waiver wire cancer. If you pick yeah. him up as I have, he... Will do you wrong. Someone named D. Bacon. I do not know his first name. <laughs> and then Miles Bridges, a rookie, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and Nicholas Batum, a right. perennially underwhelming player. Mm-hmm. So they are in desperate trouble. I I cannot imagine that the Pistons. They play the Grizzlies and the Knicks. Their last two games. Those seem like. W's. We talked about it. Both of us project, and as everyone who's listening now knows, our projections are dead on. Uh, we predicted both they would win both of those games. I think it's going to be the Pistons and Orlando at this point. 
Um, but I feel like a weird sense of solidarity with all of these teams. I know I was mocking their uh, trials and tribulations, but like we've just been the only like the the West has been set for the last like three weeks. The eight teams that are in, and they're all just like competing for who's going to be yeah, yeah for seeding. Um, but in the East, it's still. I mean, there are still two positions at large right now and I just feel a real solidarity with all like I it's the only team I'm, I'm cool with seeing not get in is Miami because mm-hmm. I just have like this I don't care at all about anyone on Miami or that franchise um, whereas the other ones all have they're, they're not they're like the Nets they're not supposed to be in the playoffs they they but they all have good stories mm-hmm. like it's all kind of exciting that even though the bottom of the east is a dumpster fire they're Exciting little elements in that dumpster fire. Yeah, now I would say the they're Pistons like pl- are plastic bags that like are different colors. It's like a blue flame or mm. something like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Right. Colorful garbage. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I was just gonna say I feel like the Pistons are are a little bit not kind of a. It's kind of sad that mm-hmm. they are not better. Yes, they have uh. coach of the year last year, Dwayne Casey, at the helm. Mm-hmm. They have Blake Griffin, once like a MVP candidate, uh, rookie of the year. Yeah. I mean, and legitimately like all NBA player this year. Mm-hmm. He should be um, at least third team all, all yeah. NBA, all, all, all star this year for sure. All I mean, star, yeah, he was, he was, yeah. and yeah, and perennially uh, overlooked Andre Drummond. Yeah. I think it's because he has back hair. Uh, He's a lot of back hair. I think it also may be, Bill, the reverse is that one of the reasons we love him so much is that we see him play the Nets. Yeah. Oh, my God. He looks good against the Nets. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, and and then Charlotte for no other reason than Kimba Kimba, Walker. It's like, that guy is so good. And that team is so, so hilariously bad. (laughs) It's like if Billy King could still run a team, it would look, (laughs) it would be Charlotte, but it wouldn't have Kimba Walker, Mm -hmm. um, which is the one differentiating thing. And they basically just fell ass backward into Kimba Walker. It's not like they did anything special to get him. Yeah. so yeah, I would say that Charlotte is the Billy King of of the current NBA. Yeah, uh, who, who Billy King, who hasn't fared quite as well as Bobby Marks in the um, <laughs> breakup of it. I was listening to a, 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 another Brian Winhurst podcast this week, uh-huh. talking about the playoffs, and they were talking about you know team building and all this stuff and again it, it was brought up in the middle of it which Bobby Bobby Marks was talking about like oh yeah you know in these it, it, it's, it's real easy to get swept up in things and trade away a lot of picks <laughs> and then the whole thing devolved into talking about how horrible the team he helmed was and it's like why do you respect the opinion of the guy who did that like <laughs> he's he's meant he's chastened to- Bill sure but like he's now in like a highly paid ESPN yeah. analyst. He is he is so very often wrong. Here's another very wrong thing he he said was that D'Angelo he expects D'Angelo Russell to sign for well below his cap hold. Right now right. we would be begging D'Angelo Russell to let us sign him after we sign everyone else so that we can keep his cap hold. <laughs> because what we'll sign him for is so much more. Okay, sorry. We we should we should keep this in emergency cast. Yes, uh, emergency cast. Material. Right. We it's fine. We we're, we're we're good. We got, we really have nothing else <laughs> yeah. to discuss. I think our next podcast because 
I am going to be leaving on Thursday, mm-hmm. meeting up with you in sunny Las Vegas for the yeah. aforementioned wedding. Um, are we recording from Vegas? Yeah. Well, probably not. Probably not. You, you don't think we should? Well, we'll I'll, I'll talk it over with the missus. Uh, hey, you're not married yet, buddy. I have a real strong feel. I mean, maybe when she's getting her hair done and stuff for the Yeah, wedding. Claire and I were talking about it on the train ride, and Claire was like, I think I can distract Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God, what would she say? Um, okay, I can't. I can't. At the moment. Anyway, uh, I think I'm going to bring the I'm going to bring the mics and the equipment. And Just J I C. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, Nets Nation, please uh, send us your reactions to the latest and greatest news of the Nets being in the playoffs. Yeah. Where can people hit us up, Simon? Please send us your messages at maybenetstime at gmail.com or hit us up, follow us, enjoy us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at maybenetstime. And please rate, review, love your uh, those things um, on various platforms, your Stitchers, your iTunes, your Spotify's. Um, please do it. We love it. We gotta have it. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, we've tried a pretty experimental time capsule. Yeah, this is uh, edgy. This is, this is out there stuff. This is bleeding edge podcast mm-hmm. material. Mm-hmm. So, let us know what you think. Uh, yeah. If it's a positive reaction. Right. Don't hurt our feelings. Thank you. Um, though I am much more inclined to you hurting our feelings than Simon. Not inclined, but okay with it. <laughs> Begging I, for you to hurt me. Wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hurt me. We have a safe word, right? Um, anyway, we will go ahead and see you next time. I was tired of my life. A worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like Pina Colada